Hello everyone, I'm Anand and I'm the Group Director of Revenue Management and Distribution at Wall Hotels Management Limited in Hong Kong. In this episode of Executive Presence with Connie, I would be talking to Ms. Connie Chui Birchfield, who is the Founder and Managing Director of Radix Consulting, which is a strategy and HR consulting firm based in Hong Kong. Connie has been developing people and building businesses with her clients in Asia-Pacific for over 20 long years. In the last few years, she has dedicated herself in providing strategic direction to her clients and also grooming young talents to occupy future executive positions. Connie is also a leadership coach and an interim manager at some Fortune 500 companies. She is serving educational institutions and also NGOs. So welcome to the podcast, Connie. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thanks for having me, Anad. So let's jump right into it. The topic of uh, today's podcast is executive presence. And uh, very often we have seen leaders and in particular revenue leaders, they're extremely good at their, their job and what they do. But their excellence is not visible to everyone. They don't come across Mm -hmm. that strongly. They possess the technical and practical know-how, but are unable to create, in my opinion, the much-desired impact. So in this context, could you explain us a little bit about what is executive presence and why is it so important? Yeah, that's a good question to start. Executive presence, in a nutshell, is how we show up. Or to be precise, is how we choose to show up. It is very important to basically everyone, not just executives, but uh, in our own profession. We want our voice to be heard. We want to be seen. So with all that hard work or not you just mentioned, it it would be a shame when when you've done something great, Mm. but it's not visible to others. Mm -hmm. So it's not, they're not creating the kind of impact they desire for. So when we allow ourselves to be more present, to be more visible, then people would also see our impact. And why do we talk about impact so much? Because in the digital age, and and of course in this uh, pandemic uh, era, you know, um, things get disrupted, good mm-hmm. or bad, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, many many times. And then it's during these times that we we even need more to collaborate with each other, to be more influential, to do negotiation more often. Um, and to actually uh, be very quick paced and be genuine to to each other. That's why, you know, there's lots under this topic, Mm -hmm. but it's not rocket science, actually. Mm -hmm. We can break it down into different components. And the, you know, among the first authors uh, who talk about executive presence is actually Sylvia Ann uh, Hill. I know you also read her book, Yes, yes, I just finished reading her book. It's excellent read. Right, how do you find it? It was very nice and uh, I was very inspired actually after reading it. And and now I I somewhat know where I stand in the executive presence uh, spectrum. <laughs> but more about that later. It's a fantastic read. Yeah, great. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about you know all different people uh, in in the market who, who who talk and demonstrate executive presence. But I believe uh, Sylvia Nan Hewitt is 
the very first one in the market who who talk about this, and she breaks it down into three components. One is gravitas, second is communications, and third is appearance. Basically, it covers you know how you act, how you speak, and how you look. And when you have it combined, of course, we don't think about how we speak, how、mm-hmm, we talk,、mm-hmm. how we look、uh, every day or every minute. But it makes so much sense, right? When combined together. It, your your words, your behaviors、mm-hmm. uh, have some impact, or how they are perceived by others、uh, are important. I fully agree with you. And、uh, what I also learned from the book is that executive presence is different from performance.、Mm-hmm. Performance is one thing. Executive presence is how you are messaging that performance to your stakeholders.、Ah. Okay, what's your image? Okay, and in your answer,、uh, Connie, you mentioned the word、uh, gravitas, and I, I have a very simplistic understanding of this word, which is how you act. So, for our audiences, could you expand a little bit on what is gravitas and how does gravitas help build credibility? Absolutely,、um, gravitas is the way of our words and behaviors. So your definition is good, you know how how you act, and and how, how seriously do you want people to take you?、Mm. Um, obviously, you you want people to be serious about your words and your deeds, and likewise, you know when someone says something, you want to take them seriously as well. It's not like they bluff and then you say ah、uh, they don't mean it.、Mm-hmm. You know yeah we have those chit chat moments, but、mm-hmm. other than that at work. And 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 when you talk to someone on something important, you want to take them seriously. So we we want to show our gravitas to people、uh, so that they feel we are trustworthy.、Mm. Uh, of course, when you further break it down, it's all about trust and credibility.、Uh, and you know we have this trust formula,、um, and people. Often say, "Oh, credibility! It comes with a title, or how knowledgeable you are." True, in a lot of sense, but most importantly is how consistently are you with your 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 words and and your deeds? Do you walk the talk,、mm-hmm. uh, or or you just talk the talk? Okay, you know, it, it's not difficult stuff. It's not rocket science. It, it's just that maybe I'm、mm-hmm. guessing that we live in the digital age that sometimes、uh, we don't see our faces as often. We don't do it、uh, the, the the always the traditional way or do greetings.、Uh, when we come to meetings, we just jump right into it instead of doing small talks or, or ask how people are doing.、Um, I don't know. It's kind of interesting to to ex- ex- explore in 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 that spectrum as well.、Uh, but going back to the title is.、Um, You know, presence is the opposite of of absence, right?、Mm-hmm. Uh, you you can be physical in the room, yes. But when your mind is somewhere else, do you think your your counterparts can tell? For sure, I think、right? they can. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> their eyes go blank.、Mm-hmm. Uh, that their mind is somewhere else. Uh, they may mumble. They may play back the same words to you. But you know their soul <laughs>、mm. is not there,、uh, so that's what we mean. When you are present, not only you're present, but you are fully present. present. You're hundred percent present. You're listening to your counterpart, like I'm doing it.、Uh, I can see I'm not,、mm-hmm. you know. You're,、uh, and and then you're looking at me at the same time. That that we are having conversations, which means we are giving full respect to the person you are with. That's what we mean by engagement. Okay. Okay, that's very interesting. You know, the other two components of 
appearance and communication do you think they contribute to the gravitas or they are separate components in themselves mm, very good questions they are all relevant of course um and and uh, of course we can uh, dress up right mm-hmm. uh, i remember in my uh, grandmother's uh, generation or even in my parents generation um they pay much more attention to uh, appearance mm-hmm. so the way we dress um, fashion mm-hmm. <laughs> okay that there's certain fashion you should wear um business attire mm-hmm. when you attend meetings or when you um Uh, at the office versus uh, when you are off time and spend your weekends with your friends uh, or go to church, your dressing will be totally different. Um, however, as we all know, uh, we we have, uh, you know, fashion as well as business attire uh, has changed over time. Uh, that's why we have a smart casual or business casual f- for Friday or we we. Dress up quite differently. However, uh, I do still believe it it works somehow. Um, that you know, if you're a doctor's, you wear a, a doctor's robe. If you're a lawyer, you you wear a suit. Uh, if you're a judge, you have your robe as well. Uh, people do perceive you, um, your your vocation mm-hmm. or or what you do, uh, with your credibility. So even if you're not in the professional surfacing. Um, sector, I'll say, because of your roles. You have many roles, but because of your roles, and um, you 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 want people to um, notice you quickly mm-hmm. that you're actually credible. So I'll say yes. It's giving the the respect to other people by dressing up for them. You don't have to be flashy or go over the top, but I'll say that account for you know. A, a, a small percentage because it creates a, a proper first impression. However, as you go on, when you communicate with with your counterpart, with with your friends or peers uh, at work, um, it's it's not not just your look, right? It's so simple. We we all know, but sometimes we overlooked. Understand. Executive presence um, is is tricky. You know, there was one time in my career where I was stuck. At the same position for seven long years, I was very well respected in my domain. I was invited for uh, for conducting training sessions. Mm-hmm. Um, I was given uh, lateral moves, salary increments, but I was not getting a promotion. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was very lucky at that time. My supervisor gave me this uh, honest feedback that the organization does not see me. Emerging as a senior leader because they have never seen me commanding a room. Mm. Okay, I was great at one-to-one conversations, but they hadn't seen my potential when it came to commanding a room. So then I requested her to give me an opportunity so that I can prepare for it and and, and show her and my audience that I have the competency to command a room. And with uh, with gradual practice, I. I did manage to do a fair job because of which I was considered for the next role, the next higher role. So, so that that again zeroes in on the same fact that you need a component of executive presence in combination with performance to be able to uh, at least be in that consideration set if you want to progress in your career or. For that matter, increase your influence even outside work. 
Absolutely, it is. It's not the only component that that you must have,、mm-hmm. but it is something that、uh, can be make or break. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Be- you know, it, it would be a shame.、Mm-hmm. You know, coming, you know, sharing your your story.、Um, is that you have all that it takes. You're already there. You, you've、mm-hmm. got the hardcore skills. Yes.、Uh, it's just that the management didn't see it. They didn't have the opportunity to see it.、Yes. So it's interesting when you say command a room, you know,、uh, which is very visual. When you go into a room with a group of people, are you noticeable?、Mm. You know,、uh, it's not like you have to make a dramatic entrance. You know?、uh, absolutely. But do people want to listen to you?、Mm. Is there something you are going to say, and you know, you sort of want them to express. You know, feel expecting.、Mm-hmm. Well, what what is Anna going to say?、Mm-hmm. I, I'm eager to listen.、Mm-hmm. Um, I I want to pay attention, as if the the spotlight is moving somewhere in the room、mm-hmm. to over your head. Understand? Yeah.、Mm-hmm. So 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 it it can be difficult for for some people or to a lot of people, including myself, because、um, well, no one <laughs> is born an executive, right?、Uh, but there are situations also. That we do need to command the room. By by means of that, it doesn't mean we come in with with uh with with strong character with with loud voice. In fact,、uh, these days, you know, we can. It's the ambience that you create.、Mm-hmm. Is is is、uh, when you make an entrance or you're about to speak, people want to listen to you. So if I may break it down. Uh, and we can talk a little bit about、uh, each of these components, and tell me which are more interesting to you.、Mm-hmm. You know,、uh, if we break it down, when we communicate with other people, how do they see our presence? Is that we have posture, we have gesture, we have tone of voice, we have facial expressions, we have body movements,、uh, of course, our verbal or, or written、uh, communication, as well as. The last component that kind of tie everything together is、mm-hmm. authenticity. In your answer, you you did mention that no one was born an executive, right?、Mm-hmm. Uh, and which is so true. So, in your assessment, is executive presence a skill that can be learned,、uh, or is it something that's innately with us?、Mm. Both, <laughs> yeah. yeah, just like a, a lot of、uh, technique skills,、mm. uh, uh, they can be learned,、mm. you know.、Um, and and it's interesting, actually. It is actors, you know, stage performers and uh, uh, TV actors.、Mm-hmm. They were the first who explore into this area, because there are no one on earth <laughs> who practice. More time than they do on studying people's、uh, expressions,、mm-hmm. body movements, gestures, all that combined. And why do they do that? Because they want to be convinced by their audience that they are in that role, not as their real pe- person, but but、uh, when they're in in a role, whether it's it's a protagonist、mm-hmm. or they they are you know the bad guy. Or、uh, they play a certain profession. They want you to believe that they are in that role.、Mm. So that's why they spend so much time、uh, studying all this so that they can play that you know naturally. And then later on, because they spend so much time you know all the integrity about posture, gesture, facial expression, body movements, then 
we noticed that these skills are transferable to mm. executives.、Uh, at first, it was adopted by a lot of politicians,、uh, celebrities,、mm-hmm. and then eventually it, it you know got into the workplace as well because we see that hey, I have a message to share, but how can I amplify it so that everyone can hear? Yes. You know, when you advocate for something, you become passionate.、Mm-hmm. You know, but you have to be tactful as well.、Mm-hmm. So to to answer your questions, you know, us, you know, very few of us are, are, are born leaders or, or, or born with you know innate、mm-hmm. <laughs> um, executive presence. Yeah. yeah. But when we practice enough, and when we notice、uh, the small things,、mm. how, how we how we act, how we speak, how we look, we can make small adjustment that work for us. So,、um, Connie,、um, often we are faced、uh, with the challenge of choosing authenticity versus conformity. And in my own career, I had to adapt my style several times to suit the culture of the organization. And frankly, that was not always very easy. So, what are your thoughts on getting this balancing act right? How much of it do we want to change ourselves? In lieu of selling ourselves or selling our souls, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great, great question.、Um, we we want to be tactful,、hmm. so you know, as leaders, we're often asked, or we have practice、um, to to flex into other people's styles. You know,、uh, we be, and you see this in.、Uh, Good leaders, they、mm. are very humble. That's why they kind of tone down their own style, and then just go along with people around them, whatever works for people around them.、Uh, but that doesn't mean、uh, you lose the flavor of, of yourself and 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 your own style.、Um, to to balance that is really、um, you have to get well prepared, just like、uh, versus. You have seen these cases. You can tell whether a person is well prepared, or what he says is scripted.、Mm. <laughs> yes, yes.、It's、selling. It's very easy to spot those cases.、Yeah. No one likes to be sold, you know. But it's okay if you advocate what you believe in,、uh. right? So, 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 what's the difference? Well, being prepared is that maybe he's a salesman, maybe he 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 he's not a salesman, but but what、well, does he have a sales pitch? Yes. But he doesn't do it in such a way that is so pushy. Then you、mm. feel comfortable. He makes it conversational. So the difference is, what did he prepare? Probably he he's very knowledgeable. Remember credibility. He's very knowledgeable about product, the company,、uh, the person he's going to meet,、uh, or, or and then he also feels prepared if you ask any questions or, or raise out any concerns that you may have, and then he let go of that. So the hard part is how do we get ourselves fully prepared or even overly prepared, and then kind of let go. Okay, no, that's fair enough, and I fully agree with you that、um, it is a balancing act, and with gradual practice, you also develop your own style on the side. Yeah. Yeah. When when we're younger, we 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 do practice a lot more, but once you get comfortable with your own style, you integrate everything.、Um, mm-hmm. It. It becomes a consolidated、uh, a practice.、Mm-hmm. You know,、uh, you you don't think what you're going to say next. You don't think、um, how how should I respond? Well, you think and not think. You kind of let go. Understand, understand. So, Connie, what are your tips for our hotel leaders whose native language is not English, 
but are required to communicate in English with the corporate office and also with their supervisors. How can they improve their communication and their influence despite this hard disadvantage? Hmm. Uh, don't get bogged down by language. It's never, well, it's seldom the issue of language. It's really about your self-confidence. Uh, of course, that can be a separate podcast for you to explore with another guest. But but people need to see that confidence in you so that mm. they feel confident about you and the message you're going to, to share. So don't get bogged down by, by your um, native language. In fact, English is not my uh, native language either. It's my third or fourth language. But there's a little bit of thing you can do. Uh, always get yourself prepared, mm. uh, you know, and, and practice, practice makes perfect. These may sound old school, but it, it works every time. It, you've seen leaders, uh, maybe they appear very naturally and confident in front of you, mm-hmm. but I'm quite sure if you talk to them, they have spent their own time of doing their own preparation, whether they construct the message mm-hmm. or they practice in front of a mirror or they maybe mumble on their way before mm-hmm. they come into the room because it is important. Mm-hmm. It also shows a lot of respect to your audience because because you know it's important for you. It's also important for them to hear. Mm-hmm. That's why you spend the time, sometimes even more time in preparation than you deliberate. That's the same powerful message to your audience. Excellent. And that's very good advice. And, uh, and wrapping all this up, do you think organizations are doing enough to invest in executive presence and in the future of their leadership? Oh. <laughs> yes and no. Mm-hmm. I, I believe, I, I believe, you know, by itself, it can be a, a training and development topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it's kind of fun mm-hmm. because you, you don't, you don't, you don't learn the theory. You just break it down. As I said, we, we, play around with posture how do you stand mm-hmm. and it makes a difference when you stand straight versus mm-hmm. you curl your back it gives a different impression to people mm-hmm. you don't need to do a whole lot of talking you just yeah. you just demonstrate you just let people try you know that that the sitting posture or, or whether they when they speak do they have lots of hand movements mm-hmm. or they sit very stiffly um so, you know, all that can be learned. Yes, they can always do more. And I won't say they, they have not done enough because um, in every company, we have a lot of senior leaders or even uh, middle managers, people that we can look upon to. Uh, it does not require senior leaders um, to be the best examples because we can see a lot of role models that we give a lot of respect. Mm-hmm. There's something about them. They are very likable. They mm-hmm. are convincing. Mm-hmm. You want to listen to them. Mm-hmm. When you think why you want to listen to them, well, probably they have very good presence. So so I'll say if there's something they um, intrigue you, aspire you, mm-hmm. uh, in their conversations, copy. But then, of course, at the end, you have to make it your own. And how do you know which part to adjust? Again, when you break down to posture, gesture, body language, etc., etc. Uh, work on one thing at a time, right? Yes. Take me, for example. Um, I have a soft voice. <laughs> but thanks for inviting me to this podcast because, you know, they don't see my face. So people can only feel your emotion mm-hmm. uh, through the, the narratives as well as the tone of voice. How much emotion I uh, inject in, 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 in my message. 
uh, of course I can script it, but when I talk to you, it's it's natural to me because um, I, I really feel passionate. I really want to share with everyone that this is not rocket science. Mm-hmm. Everyone can do it. We we communicate with people every day. We we talk to people around us uh, on our way to work, and um, take those chance to practice. You don't need to be stiff and dead serious in every meeting you're in, even in the boardroom. Very well said. Thanks a lot, Connie, for your time and for providing us with the inputs that you did. We really appreciate your assistance and hope to catch up with you soon. Thanks for having me, Anand. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the conversation, please follow the podcast and share the link with others. Happy learning. 